Today's episode is brought to you by Tua T Fitness and The Brew Bar. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Almost Heroes edition. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. With me is my partner in crime, my sweet movie novice. I'm so excited to find out what you think about this fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Lady Chew, say hi, Chew. Hi, everybody. Chew here. (laughs) I'm just so excited to talk about this really amazing movie that you've probably never heard before. How could you not be? So we're talking about 1998's Almost Heroes, Chew. This movie stars Christopher Far Christopher <laughs> stars Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. I think I saw Matthew Perry's name and 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 <laughs> went for <laughs> the full name. Went for the proper name yeah. for Chris Farley. That's funny. So okay, before we start, a couple of interesting things about this movie. One, I had no idea that this movie has connective tissue to our last movie of Godzilla. A, in Godzilla, we talked about the the main army guy in charge. He's Kevin Dunn, and he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. Did you notice? I know, I'm realizing that now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which seems obvious, so I'm dumb. But in the last movie... Rather, in the uh, you know in the Godzilla episode, you and I talked about we got onto the subject of Spinal Tap, which might be our next teachable moment. <laughs> teachable moment, and I had mentioned Christopher Guest had directed a movie called A Mighty Wind. Christopher Guest directed this movie, and this man's a comic genius. This is the Six Fingered Man from A Princess Bride, Chew. Oh, yeah, interesting. But this movie. Not comic genius. If I had to review this movie, (laughs) like a legitimate review, it would just be, wow. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like, whoa. Like, whoa, let's never watch this again. I mean, of course you're right, but I have some reservations because this movie did make me laugh. There were times when I laughed during this movie. Yeah, I would agree. I wasn't stone-faced the whole time. No. But, well, let's put it this way. America spoke when this movie came out in 1998. With a budget of $30 million, it made $6.1 million. Holy shit. That's... For the cumulative worldwide gross, $6.1 million. (laughs) (laughs) so so didn't do well now in terms of the how dare you awards it was nominated twice for the 1998 how dare yous it was it won for least watchable movie featuring a friend matthew perry took that home 
above David Schwimmer for Kissing a Fool, Matt LeBlanc for Lost in Space, Jennifer Aniston for The Object of My Affection, Lisa Kudrow for The Opposite of Sex. It also did not win, but was nominated for Most Ridiculous Concept, which... I would agree to that. I mean, it could have won. I don't know what else is on that list, but it could have won. Well, up against it was Basketball. And that's the the guys from South Park create a new sport. It lost, or uh, it was dominated with Chairman of the Board, where a billionaire takes a shine to a surfer bum who is Carrot Top. Ugh. Sorry, Crippendorf's Tribe is the movie that won, where an anthropologist waits his grant money, decides to uh, to enlist his children to become members of a primitive tribe. So he's basically committing fraud because he wasted his grant money. <laughs> then you had My Giant, uh, an agent stumbles upon a giant man living in Romania and decides he must get him into movies. Now, Almost Heroes, two explorers are racing Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Ocean in 1804. Sorry, Chu, I should have let you describe the plot. We could have burned a good 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the plot. Two unknown people are trying to race Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Ocean. You know, in and of itself, that's not a ridiculous concept, but I guess the point where it becomes ridiculous is one is sort of a glory hound prima donna and the other one is a slovenly clumsy tracker who likes toilet humor. Yeah. And so that dips it into ridiculousness. And this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it's an understatement, but sure. That's an, that's an apt yeah. moniker for this movie. This movie is, by design, trying to be ridiculous, right? Yeah, it tried too hard. I agree, there was some laughable moments, but they were few and far between. Okay. <laughs> I might have laughed more during this movie than you did, but not enough to like this movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, I laughed twice. Well, maybe I laughed more, but I only marked down two laughable moments. Yeah, I only have like five. Yeah. How how long's your list of grievances? Ew. Hold, please. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, me too. I didn't have a lot of notes. Because this yeah. is the fewest amount of notes I've taken for any of our movies. Same. I just sort of stopped at a Same. certain point. I was like, I, I'm not writing anything. I'm not seeing anything specific I want to comment on. This movie's sort of just washing over me and it's. Yeah. Plainness. Like, who the hell wrote this movie? I don't know. I, the dialogue was. What is happening? Well, so, but let me ask you this, because, you know, were you a Chris Farley fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um. So, if you like Chris Farley, I think there are some things that are going to make you laugh in this movie. But one of the things you recognize is that specific character he's playing, 
doesn't really sustain even for, you know, 90 minutes. No. It's not enough to lean on to make you really love a no. movie. It's a little too much. Like, I think, you know, when there was mildly funny or entertaining moments, it just went too long. Like, they didn't know when to cut off the funny. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we don't need to, like, beat this dead horse. Just just cut it off. Just shh, shh. Yeah. Um, Matthew Perry was... I think as Matthew Perry as he could possibly get. And maybe that's just his yeah. acting style. <laughs> like, like that is him. Um, well, it's sort of, it's like dressing up Chandler Bing yeah. in colonial costume wear, isn't it? Yeah. So either Matthew Perry is Matthew Perry or Matthew Perry was Chandler in this movie. And I, I hate saying that because I really like Matthew Perry. I agree. I like him too. I love you know, I love Chandler. He has one moment in this movie where I genuinely laughed out loud at what he was doing. But otherwise, he's doing sort of a Chandler shtick. Yeah. And it's not working for this movie. And he's not different enough, you know, even though he's kind of playing an officious kind of, you know, arrogant asshole yeah. But not enough, not honest enough for me to, you know, he, he's one of my grievances. I, yeah. you know, I, same. It might have been a better movie with somebody else. And I hate saying that because, I mean, we all know Friends, and, and I think that character on Friends is one of the things we, you know, you probably started liking Friends the most about. No, I mean, that's not fair i mean they're all great yeah. characters but chandler was one is one of my favorites but, yeah but who doesn't love chandler bing yeah. right and but then you know i saw him take a turn in things that were more serious say a guest role on the west wing and he was really good in that show and you know live on the sunset strip i think was the aaron sorkin show kind of behind the scenes of a Saturday Night Live kind of show that he was on. And it wasn't, that show wasn't as good as other Aaron Sorkin shows, but he and Bradley Whitford were really good together on that show. And he, you know, and it was a more nuanced role and he was really good on that show. And so I hate saying that, I don't know, it just breaks my heart. You know, I, I like to think as much as I, did not enjoy this movie at all at least i'm hoping that they had fun filming it like as bad as it was did you guys have fun at least right Um, that would make me feel a little bit better because this is shortly before chris farley's death it's not the last thing he did but he died within months you know maybe four or five six months later he was gone and I really, you know, I lament that because I really, I would have liked to seen where Chris Farley yeah. went with a career, you know. Um. Let me ask you this, though, because one of my positive points was actually, I, I, out of nowhere, I thought to myself, oh, my God, am I going to enjoy this movie in like the first five minutes? Because they had those pictures of Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And then they had those characters 
of <laughs> of Matthew Perry and Chris Farley, and they were really funny. Yeah. And you had that deep voiceover trying to lend <laughs> gravitas to this these proceedings and it did make me laugh out i you know i genuinely thought oh my god is this movie gonna be hilarious i um i kind of thought the same thing on what was it on hbo max um you know you see the picture and i obviously had no idea who was in it and Mm -hmm. i read the the summary the plot and i was like oh i was like i might kind of like this This maybe this could be like weird and good and then yeah, first five minutes, we're like, okay, cool. Um, uh, I'm into it. And then it takes just a quick downhill turn. Yeah. It Well, to me, it was, you know, and it's not even that it was quick downhill. Like, to me, it was just sort of lumbered on and on and on. And, and like, that's really hard to do in a, whatever, a 90-minute movie. Yeah. I did note that this was the cringiest movie I've ever seen. Maybe that was, maybe I was being a little dramatic while I was watching it, but it's definitely up there. It's like, there was just some cringy moments that were supposed to be funny. Such as? And fell flat for me. Um, uh, Farley getting drunk and he got like way too drunk. And I just thought it was... Mm -hmm. Again, like, I think they just, they went too far with it. Like, you could have just shortened that and it would have, it would have been funny. Uh, when they're, he's teaching him how to read. Matthew Perry's teaching Chris Farley how to read. And he just starts, like, freaking out. And I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why he's having a conniption. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. just little stuff. I. Well, that's the thing that makes me. I'm I'm like I've grown fascinated by this movie because it was directed by Christopher Guest. And I mean, who knows? Maybe he was just taking a paycheck. But but this is sort of and there's a place for the broadest humor. Yeah. In the history of the world. Like, you know, you know, sure. There's a place even for some toilet humor. I love toilet humor. Love it. Yeah, but this was always just constantly going to the well of the basest of base humor. Yeah. The watching the pigs fuck and you know what I mean? It was just it was just it was unrelenting in that way. It was always present and never at, it never had the the deft touch that it needed to make it as funny as as you know, yeah. it could have been. I I don't even know if it could have been. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I just it, uh, can- <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like a really bizarre, long dream that you might have, where you have you're like you're dreaming so intently, and th- there's a goal in mind. <laughs> but the things that happen before you're supposed to get to that goal are so fucking weird. And don't make any sense. I hear you. Or they do make sense. It's just odd. It, yeah, it was just a really weird dream. It's like a big ass fever dream. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's the man. If I don't cool down soon, I'm gonna die. Dream. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. I don't I don't know where to go with this. It was just a damn mess. 
And, oh, one thing I noticed was when they would do, um, it's not really an aerial shot, but a shot, a wide shot of the boat on the river. They showed it multiple times. It's the same, it's the same footage. The boat is in the same place at right. the same yeah. river. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you guys supposed to be like actually progressing? And uh, it's the same same footage. Well, that's the other thing too is that for a movie that's supposed to be about two guys trying to beat Lewis and Clark, who we know explored us, you know, the, a whole swath of this country. But your movie pretty much looks like it's being filmed only in California. Big Bear, maybe? I didn't. <laughs> you know? I didn't look. Yeah, and exactly. Like, Are they in the mountains? I haven't looked, but if if it isn't like just Big Bear, <laughs> like, <laughs> totally, I would be kind of surprised. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's problematic in that way. I mean, you know, that's a you know that's a a yeah. small complaint, but. With all this, like, like one of the parts they lost me fairly quickly was early on when they they're they're on the boat finally. So first of all, you have this huge thing with people wanting to go to yeah. New Orleans, and again, it's like it, the problem with this movie is they come up with a joke, and it, the joke might even be chuckle funny. But then they carry on with that joke to the, mm -hmm. ex, you know, where they keep talking about glorious New Orleans and let's go there. And then they let half of their party go before Chris Farley shoots his gun in the air yeah. and says nobody else can go. And, and the only reason the other people were all allowed to go was that we were only going to follow like six people on the boat because that's yeah. all the money we had to pay actors. Yeah, they you know had what to I get, mean? They had like, to... Like Get some people out. They had to whittle down. Yeah. But then they're on the boat and they're all, what is it they think they see when they start shooting their guns and it turns out to be a squirrel? Well, he, Chris Farley was uh, talking about a bear eating a guy's face off. And actually when he started impersonating the animals, right. I laughed out loud, but then it just went on and on and on. Right. So maybe it was a bear, but yeah, I was, I was confused at first too. So anyway, they... They, you have this long shot, and it there. What clearly looks to me just like a piece of wood, on the on the bank of the river, and they all start shooting at it. And I kept waiting for somebody for Chris Farley to say, "That's a piece of wood, you idiots! Like it's yeah. not a bear." But then they have this close-up shot, and there was a tiny squirrel there, which you never saw in the far away oh. shot. And uh, like. I don't know, trying to shoot the squirrel was less funny than trying to shoot the wood. Yeah. <laughs> to me. It just, so so many things fell flat <clears throat> on this. Agreed. Um, I did, I did kind of laugh out loud when they first meet the group of Native Americans on the bank and they start trading supposedly to save their lives. And, uh, right. Uh, it was it wasn't Sacagawea, but it was something else. Um, no, no. She no. tells Chris Farley, you know, they weren't gonna kill us. He's like, oh yeah, I know. I'm just not carrying all that shit with us. And I was like, okay, that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. But that was the thing about his character too: was he's an oaf, 
and he's an idiot, but a fairly capable idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as a tracker and all of that, he, you know, it. at times you think he's the biggest idiot in the world and then because uh, he yeah. can't read. <laughs> and then at other times he seems capable in terms of his job with what they are trying to do. But enough. Let's take a break. <laughs> I need a break from this movie already. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll continue talking about Almost Heroes. I have a real problem with that title, by the way, but we'll get to that. All right, we'll be back right after this. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back. Chu and I are here talking about the 1998, I guess we'll call it film, Almost Heroes. <laughs> Chu, you were just saying to me that it feels like we're mad at this movie. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't say much during the break. We just, I don't feel like we're excited to, to really talk about this. Uh, not like we are with other movies that... Didn't That's the thing, so well. like, the, you know, you hope for a How Dare You movie that you hope it's deliciously bad. Yeah. And this one, because it's a comedy, doesn't fall squarely into that category. It's not deliciously bad. You can't revel in its badness. You just sort of, you're kind of dumbfounded by its badness. Yeah. It's just, it's watching something that you just want it, you want it to die while you're watching it just (laughs) just shut up and die god damn it i hope my cable goes out (laughs) yes (laughs) but the thing too is i mean look there is no shortage of hilarious talented human beings in this movie christopher guest is the director chris farley matthew perry eugene levy is in this movie kevin dunn and I love Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah. And actually, Bokeem Woodbine, he might be the best fucking thing in this movie. <laughs> I can get on board with that. He's just seemed to be like the only sensible one in the group. Yeah. Yeah. But when they you... didn't. But but from a like like a writing standpoint, they didn't go to that well a lot. They didn't get a lot out of. You know, I think his last line is, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm a slave. I'm going to go with him. Yeah. 
And they, you know, the idea of this officious, shitty white person owning this man. It seemed like Bokeem Woodbine was 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 on board for for mining that for as much comedy as you wanted to. Yeah. But nobody else was. Nope. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) God fucking damn it. (laughs) Just makes me mad. There's just like a good amount of missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. You had all the time in the world to fix it. What? What happened? What happened? I keep wondering about like what (laughs) I keep wondering if this movie got to test audiences and (laughs) it's you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to know what test audiences said about this movie (laughs) and then how this movie changed or if it changed at all based on what test audiences said. I don't think a damn person saw this movie before it was released. There's like how this is one of those straight to DVD movies. Or straight to Blu-ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, this should have never been in the theaters. No. <laughs> no. Don't even consider it. it n- you are no. unforgiving. <laughs> and I think prob- probably the only reason it did make it to theaters is because it had Chris Farley in it. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, no. Like, up and coming. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Let's play a little game. Let's play a game, the funniest thing this person did. Because <laughs> we're we're okay. searching for the funny shit. <laughs> so what do you think is the funniest thing Chris Farley did? I might have it written. Um, It was probably like the first three to five seconds of him imitating the bear ripping off uh or the mountain lion ripping off some guy's face on the boat before they're actually shooting the squirrel. I would say three to five seconds of that. I laughed because okay. it was like classic Chris Farley. I can kind of appreciate the the eagle egg scene, but he went back three times and I was like, fucking shit. Okay. All right, look. So th- there's a thing about this. Like, th- th- you know, there's there's the comedy rule of three. But that... Meaning you 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 do it three times, but usually it's not successively. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen right in a row. And then worst of all, it's like they bring back the eagle a fourth time at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So negating the rule of three, but I gotta tell you, the first time it happened, I mean, it was one of my notes. It was one of my positive points. The yeah. first time it happened, especially because they gave that establishing shot of him falling down the branches on the tree. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. That yeah. did make me laugh out loud. That was probably, you know, my my favorite moment. There was also, like, just him himself, the look on his face after he gets out of the bath and the <laughs> bath water, how the bath water looked after he was bathed. Yeah, that's right. That was. I funny. thought that was really funny, so... I'll give him that. What about Matthew Perry? I'm interested to find, like, if you have, because I have a definite moment for Matthew Perry. So there was one thing he did that really made me laugh. Um, It was his first scene for me where he's in the wagon. Oh, okay. And it was just very, 
I don't, I don't know if it was very Matthew Perry or very Chandler, but he was like, okay, we have to hurry, but not too fast. Yeah. But it was that, that quick, like, look, not too, just a little bit. And his facial expression, I, it was familiar, so I laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't think I, I don't think anything happened again. <laughs> <laughs> First two minutes, and I, you're off my radar, sir. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. See, I felt the opposite. That moment for me was I, I I got the joke as it was written, but it was a little too Chandler Bing for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I smiled. But, n- yeah, you know, yeah, I was like, uh, move on, please. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what but was the, one, the one thing in this movie that really made me laugh was when he gets the eggshell when he's dying Mm -hmm. and she feeds him what, you know, whatever Chris Farley brought back and she mixed the eggshell with whatever it is and she put it in his mouth and he started convulsing violently. (laughs) Yeah. And the shaking itself, like at first I thought this is Matthew Perry being Matthew Perry but then he has these moments where in the middle of the violent shaking, he would look up and lock eyes with her. And that was really fucking funny. Like that, that really, okay. I truly made me laugh out loud. That, that in that moment, I thought, oh, that's great. You know, I thought that was wonderful. I think I would, I think I probably would have found funnier moments if we'd watched it together. Yeah. Because I went into it real dry. Mm-hmm. Right. That's You're true. Right. That's funny. Maybe we should start watching some of these movies together. Yeah. Especially if they're comedies. Yeah. Because we usually laugh at the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. How about, do you know who Eugene Levy is? Do I know? I'm a Shit's Creek. Okay. Destroyed in air. Okay. That's a great fucking show. You understand why I'm asking, though, right? I understand. <laughs> and it's to be not... fair, I've never seen American Pie or or any of his previous work. And I only say American Pie <gasps> because that's the first movie I thought of. Yeah. I've got a Eugene Levy movie we could watch. Or, well, it's not a Eugene Levy movie, but it's a movie he's in and he's great in. Yeah. I'm down to watch it. Teachable I'm moment talking. or how dare you? No, teachable. Okay. Um, but it's like a pure 80s movie. I'm talking Splash with Tom Hanks and oh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. He's in that movie? I've seen yeah. Splash. You have seen it? 20 years ago? Oh, damn it. Yeah. So it'll be like I'm watching it for the first time. Well, I mean, we're trying to find movies you haven't seen, though. Okay. You know. Yeah. Not that we fair. can't watch it. <laughs> we just won't record it. Got we it. probably won't record for it, though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so Eugene Levy, what? I what's am, the funniest thing he does? I am so sad to say that I didn't laugh at any of his scenes, and I think maybe because I was, I was looking for that dry humor of him in Shit's Creek, uh huh, because it's at the forefront of my mind. I I wanted that. And that's not what, that's not quite what it was. 
Certainly um, not what you got. Yeah. No. Um, I didn't. Oh, I feel. It's really funny bad because it. he's not. He's not really given a lot. No. He, he has one bit. It's it's look at my wife and I'll kill you. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of that was. Okay. And that was the, maybe the one thing, the first time that came up, because they both kind of keep darting their eyes over towards her. Yeah. You know, that's probably the funniest moment, but it's it's a chuckle moment. Yeah, it's not at best a laugh out loud. Shit, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, I was like, eh, okay. The Spaniard, Kevin Dunn, does he make you laugh at all? Um, no. Yeah, it's not a bit that pays off really well. What about the moment where he, you find out he's fat and bald? Um, that's I'm, as close as we get. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I'm, that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, but it still wasn't laughable. It was just like, oh, okay. Didn't see that coming. Well, I guess the one moment where where it might lean towards almost being funny is when he's like, "This is just between us." Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but even that, it's like you're just you're searching for comedy in this movie sometimes, you know? Yeah. I... And it's I don't know. It's kind of baffling to me where you have again, where you have some of, like the world's most talented people who can't make it work. Yeah. That says something about your written script, I guess that. Oh, yeah. You know? You can have somebody insanely talented, but if the material just isn't there, then the fuck right. am I supposed to do with it? Um, and I think we've already talked about it, but Bokeem Woodbine is his funniest bit, the bit where I'm a slave. Obviously, I'm not going to stay with you. That was good. Also, when they arrived at Snake's Bend, Bend or something. And oh, Chris yeah, Farley, that's right. Chris Farley's trying, trying to, read. to sound it out. And he's like, it says Snake's Bend. Like yeah. just so irritated. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was the that is the best moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he had the look on his face and the sound of his voice was just like I am about to lose my shit. Right, I'm in bondage and you're fucking leading this fucking thing. <laughs> was the tone, and that was pretty great. And I can read and you fucking can't. It's just yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um. Oh, something that was weird. They go into the the would-be brothel, but the women are straws? Are yeah, I know. Scarecrow, so, basically? What the fuck? So did this make you laugh at all, this whole fucking bit of nonsense? No. I was just weirded out. <laughs> I didn't know where the joke was. Like, what? how are we relating prostitutes to... Straw people. Well, I think the joke was that this man had started a brothel, but he's clearly insane, so he has no real women. He's just made women out of straw. Okay, so there's that. The men all come in and are like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) But then the joke becomes that they all start actually taking turns having sex with the straw women. That can't feel good. That, that was yeah that was my note was <laughs> how are they doing this i mean you might be hard up but the second you start trying to fuck twigs it's scratchy man, and painful you're not yeah i think you're gonna say thank you but no <laughs> i've decided to go against this 
<laughs> I'd like my money back, please. <laughs> I just, yeah, it was bizarre. But again, it was one of those things where they're... Somebody wrote that down on paper and thought, you know, some really talented people can bring this fucking great thing to life. <laughs> and... The only thing I could think of was that that was the product of an inside joke with somebody and they tried to make it come to life, but it was just weird. <laughs> it's Agreed. Just, it's just weird. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Oh, I also have written down, I think this is when Matthew Perry and Kevin Dunn have the sword fight up in Big Bear, California. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I said, Matthew Perry runs like a girl with the sword in hand. Yeah. So I don't know if that's Matthew Perry or if he's just like, I thought it was more, yeah, I thought it was more an affectation of the character trying to, his trying to be funny. I'm okay with that. That's what I assumed. Yeah. But. uh... (laughs) Nobody, they fall down, they're in the river, they fall down the waterfall, and everybody miraculously survives. And, well, of course they would, because nothing makes fucking sense in this movie. And they wash up to the bank. And does someone want to tell me why that no one is wet? Nobody has wet clothes. <laughs> you just fell a hundred feet from a hundred foot waterfall and you're not wet or bleeding. Oh, that's great. Well, oh. <laughs> I wish I'd been recording on the computer so I could have seen that. <laughs> the look on my face? Yeah. I just delighted myself with the idea of a teachable moment for you because waterfalls reminded me of it. So they're on canoes. They're literally passing Lewis and Clark. But all all the people in the party are like, well, why are they getting out of their canoes? We should, too. It's like rapids ahead. And Matthew Perry convinces them to keep going. And, of course, they fall over a waterfall. That didn't look too bad, did it? The actual canoe over the waterfall? No, it was fine. I mean, for this movie, right? Yeah. uh, But anyway, then, but it did look kind of grainy and far away. So I thought, is like, did they steal this footage? Right. It looks like from a much older movie. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then you have bright color, like saturated color again, and they're all (laughs) on shore. They got that same footage from the boat on the river footage. Same movie, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Well, the thing, so what this reminded me of is maybe the best stunt over a waterfall there's ever been in a little movie, Chew, called Romancing the Stone. Um, good fucking movie. You've seen it? Yeah. Oh, yay. (laughs) Look at me go. Just surprised. Man. That is shocking. <laughs> I mean, fucking shocking. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations. I'm so surprised. That's like the third movie today 
that I've told you I've seen and you didn't yeah. think that I had. That may be I'm a record. I'm going to have to start shutting the fuck up soon. <laughs> yeah, Let's start talking about song. that That's movie. Right, like I, that'd be way better. I That's should, a great movie. It's funny. I thought you were gonna say Homeward Bound because that was my favorite movie as a kid, and my parents took me to see that when I was three in the theater, and I cried and cried and cried when Sassy fell over the fucking waterfall. And I still, to this day, can't watch that scene. I'll fast forward it. I was just <laughs> so fucking devastated. It almost makes me upset talking about it now. It was so, so sad. And they couldn't calm me down. And it took forever. And then we finally were able to go back to the movie. But, yeah. That was, that's, that's the amazing. Most, that's the most, uh, like, memorable waterfall scene for me. Wow. Yeah. Is good. All right. Let's take one more quick break and then we're going to come back and we'll finish out Almost Heroes. I have a major problem with the title of this movie and that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. All right. We'll be back right after this, everybody. If you're anything like me, you spend the majority of the day wondering whether you want coffee, beer, or wine. Whichever way you fall, Brew Bar has you covered. Located in the heart of 3rd Avenue Village in glorious downtown Chula Vista, California, which is also my neck of the woods, Brew Bar is a coffee shop, bar, and eatery rolled into one delightful package. Tim and Alex run the place, and let me tell you listeners, these guys know their coffee. And after you've been in their company, so will you. They turned me on to pour over and it's literally all I drink now. If for some crazy reason you don't want to try the best coffee in the world, they've got espresso drinks, all kinds of teas, and even coffee cocktails. You heard me. Coffee tails. And we're just getting started. Bottle service on craft beer and wine, alcoholic and caffeinated potions, an all-day food menu with plenty of vegan options. All served up in an atmosphere hip enough to know you're getting the best quality, but not too hip that you feel the need to drive to 7-Eleven and get a bucket of brown swill. Brew Bar. It's the best place to be for beer, wine, coffee and tea. And if you go, you might even see me. And we are back. We are here finishing up talking about Almost Heroes, thank God. <laughs> oh fuck I can't help it so alright I've alluded to this twice here's my biggest problem with this movie Chu what is the title of this movie Almost Heroes Almost Heroes and what are they trying to do Beat Lewis and Clark to the ocean. Right. So they're trying to beat Lewis and Clark to the ocean. And the title is Almost Heroes. If the title is Almost Heroes, what does that tell you about our heroes? That they didn't quite do the job they wanted. They shouldn't have beat. Right. They shouldn't have beat Lewis and Clark. 
to the ocean. But they and yet, did. how does this how does this movie end? It moves. Uh, first of all, repeated joke for a fourth time of the eagle attack. So the eagle carries Chris Farley over the ocean and he drops him in the ocean and Chris Farley swims back to shore. Meanwhile, his gang has taken a previously unseen set of staircases down to the ocean, which clearly, by the way, looks like La Jolla. I think it's La Jolla. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it looks very, very familiar. It's fucking La Jolla. (laughs) And so, and by the way, they've already got an establishing shot of Lewis and Clark and his party more than halfway down the hill. They're going to beat them there. Now, even if Chris Farley's carried away on an eagle to the ocean, and even if you want the joke, because basically it was like they all come to the beach and Chris Farley's like, how did you guys get here so fast? They're like, actually, we found this like little pathway. It was like right to the... It was just a little ways down. It was it was nice. It was like really easy to get down here, you know. So so it's just for that cheap joke. But even if you want to have that cheap joke, doesn't Lewis and Clark have to beat you there? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get anything about the end of this movie. They literally have Lewis and Clark coming after somehow miraculously the other group beats them down to the yeah. sand, even though they're walking down the hill it, that they were already more than halfway from down. The other direction. Yeah, right, exactly. And that's the other thing is that, okay, they arrive at the cliff and to their right, Lewis and Clark. Yep. Then Chris Farley's dropped in the ocean. But they come from the right. Yeah. And then when they look over, Lewis and Clark are coming from the left. What the fuck? (sighs) And then Matthew Perry says, that's right. We beat you. Get out of here. And Lewis and Clark gets out of there. I, what the fuck? (laughs) It doesn't make any fucking sense. I demand you explain it to me so it makes sense. <laughs> Just a quick back step. Did you look at the filming locations? Because I didn't until just now. No. We're spot Oh, are you looking at it now? We're spot on. We know California. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So. It's Black's Beach. Oh, my God. Sands, naked people. Yeah. Um... A lot of Humboldt County. Okay. But Big Bear Lake is is on there. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god! That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and then, and then so okay, this is egregious, right? <laughs> this is egregious <laughs> that you. <laughs> the setup is that you are trying to beat Lewis and Clark. We all know that Lewis, who Lewis and Clark are. They're the ones we're being taught about in the history books. So clearly you must have failed. Your movie's entitled Almost Heroes. And yet they end the film as heroes, having beaten Lewis and Clark. With, I mean, I was expecting a title card 
saying why they didn't. Right. You know what I mean? Some explanation. As Some explanation. To why. I was, I, you know, once you say, bye-bye, Lewis and Clark, go fuck yourselves, <laughs> you know, and they sadly all just turn yeah. around and it start like walking a, away. It was like a shrug, like, uh, oh, well, all right, let's go. Uh, too bad. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? The fat man and his friends beat us here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but so, so this is by far the most bizarre thing about this movie that I just could never, ever, ever, ever possibly understand. But my favorite part of it was, I don't even remember what he says, but Matthew Perry says something about exploring something else. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, he's like, we should go to, we should go to Asia and we can walk across the Bering that, Strait. Yeah. <laughs> we can walk to Asia. That's right. And then we can we walk can to watch Europe. To... And yeah. this time next week, we'll be in Paris. And then... Right. You get the line from somebody from earlier on in the movie, the food alone, which I thought was kind of yeah. funny because there's always that one person. The food alone. There was the callback. There was the callback to the New yeah. Orleans discussion earlier about the food and all that shit. But this, what this indicates is that they think they're setting up a sequel. God. Which is even funnier. Yeah. Nice. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard that they thought that they were going to make another one of these movies. That's yeah, that's the biggest joke. Uh, I'm so glad this is over. Like you and I are never going to watch this movie again. No, yeah. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Nope. I mean, we've we've have skipped over some stuff like what about the the Native American gymnast fight? That's right. See, I, bl- I literally blocked some of this out. I told you, I watched it, and then I went to bed, and I didn't think about it again for 24 hours. I forgot that I'd watched it. This movie is like that drink called the Mind Eraser. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the Mind Eraser That's movie. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> I mean, but did you even find it mildly funny, all these old men? I, uh, that was... That was past the point where I was like, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. reaching my limit. So I I didn't laugh much after, I don't know. I don't even know where I stopped, like, being mildly interested. I, no, I didn't like it. What's the name of... There's a character... Oh, damn it, Chew. So who's the character who keeps getting mauled and shit? That's a repeating joke. Like you realize oh. when he first gets attacked that this is going to be something that comes back throughout the movie, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It's almost funny. Bidwell. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that it? And I, well, I just wish he's almost I wish funny. He'd stayed eaten by the bear and not, and come, not back. come back. In retrospect, I was fine with it. But I'm trying to remember: was there a third attack? Because that's the rule of three. There was. What was he attacked by first? Well, he got his ear bitten off by Eugene Levy. By Eugene Levy, that's and right. And then he gets. His leg torn off by the bear, and he comes back. But that's it, right? Is there a third one? 
think maybe there was, but we weren't interested at that point. So we don't remember. Uh, I'm starting to think there wasn't. Like these, this movie's not following the fucking comedy rules. It's just rude. If there's only two of those, that's wrong. And then why are there four eagles? <laughs> they realized God they needed six, so they evened it out. Oh, for yeah, fuck's like, oh, sake. Fuck. Well, we we got four eagles. We better just do two maulings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But between, you know, between the nonsense and that ending, like that ending really offended me. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like I still was on board for this movie until the last two minutes when this happened. Yeah. But when that happened, I was actively saying, fuck this movie, fuck this movie title, fuck everybody involved in it, how dare you, <laughs> literally, how dare you call your movie Almost Heroes and then have your heroes be heroes instead of Almost Heroes. They won! It's just a load of shit. I wanted to punch a baby right in the mouth. Oh, God, there's so many things wrong. It's upsetting. I I'm... almost banged my fist on the desk. And I had to stop myself because we'd have to edit that out. <laughs> God damn it. It just pisses me off. The more and more I think about it, the more it, it just upsets me. HBO Max had to have gotten that movie for free. In order to, to show it. Well, that's the other that, thing. Or because, however that works. Like, it's just playing a lot on HBO right now, or in the last couple of months, it's been, you know, on. And I'd like, I'd like to be in the room when those decisions are made. <laughs> I'd like I, to be... okay that shit? Yeah, I'd like to be a fly on the wall for when somebody said, and uh, the producers of Almost Heroes, they'd, they'd like us to show that movie... For the next couple of months, they said they give us a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that how it goes? The producers pay them. Remember this movie from 1998? Please play my movie. Please. Because if HBO's throwing down cash to take that thing on, that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. I mean, HBO has a there's such a high standard. For their productions. Well, the stuff they make. They make the, good shit, yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to make good shit, then you, the movies you don't make that you showcase, they should be good shit, too. Because that's a reflection of you. Yeah, this but I mean, come on. pile of crap <laughs> is no. <laughs> Doesn't fit into that category. But there's, I, you look. I love myself a bad movie. Okay, I'm a fan of bad movies. And I swear to God, up until that last 30 seconds, I mean, I wouldn't be recommending this movie, but I'd be like, whatever, it's a harmless fucking stupid movie with, uh, you know, a few laughs. But the end. Oh, no. Now now you <laughs> now you've made an enemy. Almost heroes, I'm your fucking enemy. 
Well, you held out way longer than I did because I hated it well before that moment. <laughs> <laughs> like Ethan had come in, made a comment about the movie, and I just looked over at him just lost. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't know why this was made. But come on. Like, not genuine loathing hate. It's more benign, right? I, uh, no, I, I mean, I hate, <laughs> listeners are probably like, God, like, she hates fucking everything. We get it. You hate it. But no, this was offensive. I super did not like it. I. You want it to be uh, super dead? This movie needs to be super dead. <laughs> so, hey! <laughs> Twins. Yeah, this was where, I mean, I think it, up until this point, Action Jackson was my least favorite. He was my least favorite. And uh, this just like blew right by it. Really? Easily. Oh, yeah. That's tough. If they'd thrown in Carl Weathers, I would have been a little more forgiving. Shirtless, mind you. (laughs) Of course, of course. That goes without saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Needless to say, I don't think either one of us are going to tell the How Dare You listeners, give it a shot. Nope. I'll I'll tell you to give it a shot if you want to be really pissed off at the end. No, this was this was worse than last week's for sure. Godzilla. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely. I hate Godzilla, but. There's a part of me that can almost get behind how stupid that movie is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Because that movie is more, in the spirit of How Dare You's, a gloriously stupid movie. 100%. This is worse than that. Yeah. 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 All right. Go fuck yourself, Almost Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any more to say on the subject. Do you? No. Goodbye. All right. Until next time, my name is Michael Schatz from the How Dare You Awards. Saying goodbye for Lady Chu. Say bye, Chu. I'm not going to say goodbye for you. You say bye. Just just bye. All right. Have a good day, everybody. (laughs) I think we're going to have a bit more fun one for next week. All right. That's my promise to you and the promise to the audience. (laughs) So long, everybody. Until next time.